0: It's a summer of shots. The summer of shots right here on Liquid Gold. The We Own This Town Podcast Network. We this Town.net. My name's Mike Wolf, your host today, and we've been circling this episode for a while. We are gonna talk daiquiri variations, the painkiller, the pina colada, boat drinks. That's right, we're talking boat drinks today on Liquid Gold. To our recollection, we've never covered this before. <laughs> we went back. In the archives and it's like are we sure we haven't done daiquiri well yes we have done daiquiri back with uh, Sally Gatza you can go back and check out that episode today I'm with Jess Backus talking about all things boat drinks daiquiri variations how to turn your favorite daiquiri variation into a boat drink by just adding crushed ice and throwing it in the blender before I bring Jess along let me mention you can follow us on Instagram We're at at liquidgold underscore pod. You can follow me at Wolf underscore Garden to Glass and find out all the info on my new book, Barntined, Recipes, Tips, and Stories to Enjoy at Home. A lot of cool home bar stuff and tips and stories and recipes from over 55 different Nashville bartenders and bartenders from New York, Los Angeles, all over Chicago. A lot of great bartenders in this book. I'll be celebrating the release of the book Tomorrow, August 7th, at Honey Tree Meadery, Drew Sousen of uh, Honey Tree is in the book and submits a recipe and talks about his time. Uh, they were right there in the eye of the, the tornado that happened in uh, downtown Nashville. Luckily, Honey Tree Meadery and everything was spared there from so much of the damage that happened right there by the basement east and Attaboy and those businesses right around there. So it'll be great to be back there at Honey Tree Meadery with Drew. That is Saturday, August 7th at 4 p.m. And there's a bunch of different uh, things going on that day. It's National Mead Day. So they will have some really special meads that they're breaking out for that day. Tantissimo will be there with their shaved ice and squash blossom quesadilla. El León Dorado will be there. with His amazing tacos. He's bringing some Bear Creek Farm beef for the uh, tacos for that day. And we're doing a collaboration shaved ice, hibiscus and bokeh toss mead. So a mead shaved ice. Have you ever had one? You need to try it. So that'll be a ton of fun. That is Saturday, August 7th. Be out there at Honey Tree Meadery. All right. Let's turn things over and talk some boat drinks with Jess Backus. It's the Summer of Shots Spectacular, all the daiquiri variations that are fit to talk about. Today, back with us, our cocktail correspondent from the Low Country, Miss Jessica Backus. How are you, Jess?
1: Oh, hey, Mike. I'm doing well. How are you?
0: (laughs) Doing well. You look great today in your boat drinks shirt. We're talking daiquiri variations and boat drinks. What makes a boat drink? What's fun about them? Um... Jess has a new role that she is starting. You're going to be at the Longboard in Sullivan's Island, wearing that p- beautiful tropical shirt. Tell me about some of the drinks you're going to be making.
1: Totally up your alley, Mike. Um, so we're Sounds doing amazing. Lots of kind of tiki-inspired drinks. The Longboard it originated in St. John in the Virgin Islands. And uh, it's just, oh my gosh, tons of fun stuff. We got to... Um, A zombie riff with a pecan orgeat that's going into it, um, which is really, really fun. We have a really nice, uh, almost like a white Negroni riff, but it's like mezcal and kumquat liqueur with a little sailors.
0: Whoa, uh, next level. It's going
1: to be our our most like spirit forward kind of drink. And then we're doing some fun stuff with like a lemongrass ginger beer that we're making in-house. We got some like cucumber basil lemonade that's going into a drink. We got a little French 75 riff. That's uh, named after the uh, maximum fine that you can get for drinking on Sullivan's Island, which is oh, wow. uh, a and thousand like, and forty dollars.
0: Oh yeah. wow, a thousand and forty. Do you know why it's, it's a, little, a thousand
1: all, uh, and forty? dollars I my theory is that they want you to pay for the processing fee of the paperwork, <laughs> so they can charge you a thousand bucks and then use the forty dollars to process the paperwork. <laughs>
0: <It's>, wow. <laughs> uh, there's got to be yeah, a story it's like
1: there. A cool... Uh, you know, all the beautiful flowers and aromatics that grow around here. And if you've ever been to Sullivan's Island out at Fort Moultrie and there's just like beautiful, crazy, different types of plants growing everywhere. And so that one is nice because it's, you know, it's a coupe gin drink with a little bit of lavender. It's got some uh, Italicus bergamot liqueur in there. Mm. It's really, really nice.
0: Oh, that sounds amazing. So you're using some, some really cool ingredients that are not like unique to charleston but are um really you can get really good like pecans and kumquats are a thing in charleston right don't they just like they literally grow on trees everywhere yeah
1: they do <laughs> kumquats and loquats and all sorts of squatty quats you can get whatever squatty quats so yeah i made that up i don't know i think it was on willy wonka it was on the wall
0: so are they making the kumquat liqueur like in charleston is that like a Low country thing. It's, um,
1: it's I can't remember where it came from, but it's just this one brand that was brought in to the city probably a year ago, maybe a little bit less. And it's uh it's really cool. It's totally clear. It has a very um kind of like dry Kurosaui texture to it, but a little brighter sort of um sweet fruit to it. But it, it's uh in the drink, it, it kind of like brings together the sailors and the mezcal really well so that the the whole thing is like super beautiful and rounded in texture and flavor and balanced so, mm. which is what it's all about it's right all about balance
0: it's all about balance and flavor delivery, flavor
1: uh, <laughs> delivery. so sippable dreams come true
0: that's right that's what you do that's what you do so well um
1: <laughs> thanks
0: we've got some boat drinks to talk about today so you're gonna have to get out the blender at some point. We're also talking some uh, some daiquiri variations, some of our favorites. You can go back in the archive and find the daiquiri shots episode that we did with legend Sally Gatza, who's now living in a boat drink haven of Tampa Bay, Florida. Ooh. So shout out to Sally. But uh, yeah, we've done the daiquiri shots episode so go back and check that out but we're talking there's so many great variations on the daiquiri we're going to talk about hemingway daiquiri hotel nacional the royal bermuda yacht club we're going to touch on strawberry daiquiri a little bit but jess you have a favorite daiquiri that you've been making recently so tell me about your daiquiri variation it sounds like bartender's heaven
1: exactly that yeah so uh, this was a discovery. It was kind of by accident, but we were on a road trip, you know, uh, taking, the, taking the kayaks around the uh, waterways of the southeast. And uh, on the way back home to Charleston, we stopped for, in St. Augustine for a day. And there's a really cool, super under-the-radar cocktail bar there called Forgotten Tonic. And so we kind of stumbled into it, trying to uh, get away from all the touristy spots there. And, uh, yeah, they had some amazing stuff on there. They had, uh, like a, um, a sherry painkiller on the menu, um, which was really cool. Yeah. And then they had, uh, this Fernet daiquiri. And so they just basically say it was like a combination of Fernets. I think they used, uh, the Jezelnik, the Czech Fernet, and Fernet Bronca. But from that moment, I was like, oh, this is good. And so I started playing around with different variations and, um, came up with like a nice sort of balanced blend so that I think you could make it for any humans. There were some burly versions out there that I made. (laughs) There were some really soft versions out there, but uh, the formula that I have discovered makes me the most happy and is very akin to a daiquiri, but just with like a nice little sort of bitter herbaceous punch to it is to do uh, like a, a good, not super aged rum so i don't know if you've ever had the baku rums the dominican sugarcane rums Um, they're really great and really inexpensive Mm. but using like some baku five year or some ld5 you know or the eight year of either of those is really great Um, because it has just like a little bit of texture and a little bit of color on it so i've been putting an ounce of that five-year aged rum with uh, a split ounce of doing, playing around with uh, the ratios, but like maybe half an ounce of fernet Branca and half an ounce of the Contrato fernet that has that sort of rich like chocolate coffee kind of thing to it. Mm. Um, and then just three quarter ounce of like a Demerara simple syrup and three quarter ounce of lime and shaking it and straining it into a coop. And oh man, it is dangerous and delicious.
0: Mm, that sounds amazing. Sounds good before a meal. Drinks are. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. Before yeah. a meal, after a meal, during a meal. So St. Augustine, Florida, I feel like is like a haven now for boat drinks because there's a place. Weren't you in St. Augustine, Florida? Is that what you were?
1: Yeah. St. Augustine. Yeah.
0: So, um,
1: it's where you go to escape Jacksonville.
0: Yeah. So St. Augustine has this place called, has a bar called Boat Drinks um, oh. that I was reading about in the Wall Street Journal. They just had an article published Saturday. Um, where they talk about boat drinks and this this bar called Boat Drinks, where they're making a uh, a drink called the Frojito, like a frozen mojito, but instead of mint, they're using peppermint schnapps to sneak <laughs> that in there. And uh, that's something we could mention as like a technique in boat drinks and frozen daiquiri variations. Like sometimes you can use um you could use like frozen berries and stuff like that, frozen like chunks of pineapple, but you can also um make really clean versions of these drinks by like sneaking in a liqueur here and there we're probably more likely to use like fresh fruit and stuff like that but there are some like hacks you can do if you don't have pineapples or but you have a little pineapple liqueur lying around we're gonna get into pina colada and painkiller later let's talk about probably would this be the most yeah i would say the most Prevalent daiquiri vari- variation, the one that most people know about, is the Hemingway daiquiri. You and I have made many of them over the years. Absolutely. And special because the whole story around this whole thing was Hemingway had never had a daiquiri until he, till he went to Cuba, where he lived and spent so much time. He would get to the point where he had the record at La Floridita, known as the cradle of the daiquiri. I drank there. There's a bust of Hemingway at the end of the bar, life-size bust, where he's like sitting there, has his spot, and he's never moving because it's a statue. So the the Hemingway daiquiri worship is real right there in Havana. The original uh, Hemingway daiquiris that he was drinking, he just wanted no sugar, or so the story goes. So he just wanted double the rum, lime juice, and then they would squeeze in some grapefruit juice. I would say that is going to be kind of boring and not really that exciting. If you're just going to do rum and skip all the sugar and do lime and grapefruit, that's going to be a little sour, a little weird. Yeah. So then then uh, people started spooning a little bit of sugar in there and then maraschino liqueur came into the equation. But um, you want to run down a Hemingway Daiquiri recipe for us? Yeah. How would I you mean, make it? I think
1: it? Uh, I looked... To you, for my <laughs> Hemingway daiquiri, <some> more <laughs> often
0: than not, but
1: uh, for my at least my ratios, but uh, I think it's something around, and and I am with the Hemingway daiquiri. Um, I think I tend to make it a little bit on the sweeter side, not so that it's sweet, but so that the the texture is a little more round, you know. So I like two ounces of rum a half ounce of simple and a quarter ounce maraschino, although most Mm -hmm. people would swap those ratios. Mm -hmm. But I think that that maraschino liqueur is really intense and it goes very far. So you don't need very much. Definitely. So I like to do half simple and a quarter maraschino and then uh, like three quarters ounce lime and a half ounce of grapefruit juice, because I think the lime should still be the dominating citrus in it. Um, and I've had uh, people swap that as well or do like half grapefruit and a quarter lime. But the the lime's really necessary to kind of punch through and create the cleanliness of and, you know, that nice pucker. Definitely. Um, so, yeah. So two ounces of rum, half simple, quarter maraschino, three quarter lime and half grapefruit. Does that sound right?
0: That sounds right. That sounds good to me. Um, I think that would be delicious. You could shake that up and strain it into a coop. And then for any of these daiquiri variations that we're talking about, you can make them blended. You can make them boat style drinks by blending them with, say, eight ounces of crushed ice. Or if you wanted to um, crush your ice before going in the blender, you don't really want to put huge, unless you have like a really amazing blender at home, Vitamix or something, you don't want to be putting like really thick ice cubes into your blender. So you kind of want to crush them beforehand. So... Either buy your crushed ice or keep it in the bag, hack it up with a hammer, a mallet, any of those things. Um, you can get an ice crusher. <laughs> we talked about this uh, on a recent episode. These ice crushers you can get on Amazon, like 50, 55 bucks. My wife got me one for Father's Day. Really easy to use. Don't take up a ton of space. They take up a little bit of space on the counter, but they crush ice into like almost like shaved ice. That's yeah. really nice. But uh, for any of these daiquiris, you can throw them in the blender with, you know, six to eight ounces of uh, about a cup of crushed ice per drink. And then if you wanted to lengthen that out, you could go as much as like 12 ounces of crushed ice. But just know that's going to be a, a lighter drink. Probably going to be a little more dangerous and go down faster that way.
1: <laughs> as Hemingway would have it.
0: Definitely. So, pop
1: a Doble in the blender, right?
0: He was nuts. I mean... <laughs> I was reading... Most good uh,
1: writers are. Not you. You're, <laughs> you're just the right amount of nuts. No, I'm nuts an amazing too. amazing writer.
0: So <laughs> but that's uh, good.
1: The right amount, you know? Everything's about balance.
0: Yeah, writing and drinking will make you crazy, for sure. But this guy used to drink 16, 16 of these things in the span. He would just be there from like 10 a.m. till probably 1 a.m. And he would say, yeah, i drink 16 of those bad boys and wouldn't even get hung over. That means something's wrong with you, bud.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He's the guy who, when it's your first week at the bar and you're like, shouldn't we be cutting this guy off by now? And you're like, no, he's okay. Yeah. Like if he starts slurring or touching the people around him, then we'll worry about it. But
0: yeah, he lives right by here.
1: Keep taking his money.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, when I was at La Florida, one thing that was amazing about all the bartenders there was just how they had they had it down they were not really measuring but they were very careful about what they were doing they're free pouring all this havana club rum and they pour it from like a great height so they get the bubbles and everything they've got these little blenders and they're blending most of their drinks the grapefruits down there are a little bit not as sweet there was something about the grapefruit flavor that was coming through that was a little more sour but um, they don't shy away from the blenders okay. at all. Most of what they're making there is blended. And the consistency is just real smooth. So there's, there is absolutely no shame, especially with this hot weather we have now, in, in uh, throwing your daiquiri into a blender. So another one of our favorites, Jess, that has uh, Cuban origins, the Hotel Nacional. Now, you were mixing up. We were texting about this recipe recently. You were mixing up some of these what do you love about the Hotel Nacional? Because it's also, it's one of my faves.
1: I think it just brings a little kind of like uh, sexy, like nuance to it. A little sexy femininity, you know, but you still, you don't feel like you're not drinking a real cocktail because it's still a really nice, potent, you know, true cocktail. It's not fruity and super sweet or anything like that, but it's just a little softer on the edges, you know, you feel a little better drinking it before noon if you want to. <laughs>
0: You know, this would totally be a brunch a brunch-ish cocktail a daytime cocktail. Yeah. A lot of the recipes go with like one and a half ounce of rum and then a quarter ounce of an apricot liqueur you can find um, Rothman and winter they have a great one that's got a little bit of acid to it. Uh, Giffard's got one I believe um they do yeah and who uh bowls if you're like looking in the bargain bins the bowls apricot, you can find sometimes for like $4 a bottle. Um, it's, it's pretty good. I really, for the money, I think it's a, it's a good bargain. Um, so quarter ounce of that. One ounce of pineapple juice, half ounce lime juice or three quarter lime juice, and then half ounce of simple syrup. You could use a little Rich Dem depending on... If you're using Rich Dem, I might not go with white rum, but you can make this with aged rum as well. You can blend your rums. But I think the key ingredient to this, and you start to discover its magic as the more you use it, is fresh pineapple juice.
1: Fresh pineapple makes everything better.
0: It's once you start making drinks with it and you want to use, usually when you're using pineapple, you want to be using like an ounce. Um, You can use like in some of the tiki drinks, you can use like an ounce and a half.
1: My favorite thing about pineapple is that, well, it's obviously delicious, but the pectin and the pineapple makes everything frothy, which is amazing. Froth in your in your beach drinks is always wonderful.
0: Huge, huge. Yes. The the froth that it brings to things is incredible. You really you'll really notice it when you're shaking this drink. But like we said, you could also make this into a boat drink pretty easily by blending it up with six ounces to you know eight, ten ounces of crushed ice so if you have a cup measure at home which i'm sure everyone does that's kind of a good start for how much ice you're going to be using per drink really easy to mix up two maybe three of these at a time depending on how big your blender is but this drink is just perfect i absolutely love it the um and i'll say that the actual hotel nacional in cuba one of the more famous hotels in all of cuba This is where Fidel and his crew, when they came in to to take over the country, when they rode into Havana, Victorious, uh, they went right to the Hotel Nacional, set up shop, and they all lived there as they were forming the country. That's where they set up shop. So walking around there, I was there about 10 years ago. Walking around there was just amazing, all the history. There's a cool little cigar bar in there called Churchill's, uh, (laughs) which I thought I was... It's kind of amazing to be in Havana and like at that hotel and there's a bar called Churchill's which on the main floor. And then in the back, um, there's this little like I wouldn't call a shack because it is a nice hotel. But there's a little like outdoor bar set up where they have these huge stalks of sugarcane. Enormous. (laughs) And they're juicing them to order. So they're like running the the sugarcane through this cranker, pressing the sugarcane and making drinks with that. I had a drink there that was like Havana club three. There was uh, lime juice, grapefruit juice, similar to the Hemingway, but they were just using like an ounce of the sugar cane juice. <laughs> it was
1: amazing.
0: Unreal. And one hack I could offer if you want to make Cuban style drinks. So that's one thing you could do. Track down some sugar cane, get it juiced. I will say there are markets here in Nashville Latin markets where you can get sugar cane every once in a while. Um, So keep an eye out for it. But one thing you can also do if you want to make a Hemingway daiquiri, Hotel Nacional, any kind of Cuban style daiquiri variation is you can buy the organic sugar, which is like that tan sugar. Florida Crystals is one brand. Um, Trader Joe's actually has a really, they have a really nice organic sugar that's really tasty and that's what they're making drinks with in Cuba. Is their, their sugar is basically organic sugar. It's the tan. It doesn't have that super saccharine um, processed sugar taste that uh, you know our table sugar has. So it's got a little bit more depth and goes um, really well with rum. Another one of our favorite daiquiri variations, Jess, is really one of the only drinks that Trader Vic made with Falernum. And this drink goes back to the early '40s. He may have pilfered it from another book that came out then. But the Royal Bermuda Yacht Club is uh, rum, orange curacao, falernum, the spiced tiki concoction, and lime juice. So lime, rum, curacao, falernum. I think that. that, Are you going to be considering that on a future uh, on a future menu at the Longboard?
1: I think it's uh it's possible, but you know, one of the appeals of what I'm jumping into now is that I have very little responsibility other than to make the drinks as well as I can and keep smiles on people's faces. So not being a decision maker is kind of nice. It uh helps me sleep a little better at night. So that's great. It's definitely something I will be making for people off menu.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs>
1: Whenever they ask for something delicious and kind of like a daiquiri, but, you know, a little more tiki style. That
0: would be an amazing one to turn into a boat drink as well. Um, You could do that by doing in a blender, say two ounces of like a gold rum, uh, three quarter ounce lime juice, half ounce of falernum. And if you're not going to make your own, you can get the Taylor's Velvet Falernum. It's delicious. It is just fine you can also make it a little more dynamic by like adding some cinnamon or lime zest into your bottle of taylor's velvet falernum also a quarter of orange curacao so you could do cointreau you could do dry curacao many different options you could even do a blue curacao to blend this baby up (laughs) and then i would do probably the eight ounces of crushed ice or so blend that up and that's another one Let's talk about one more. Okay, so one more that'll lead to our Miami vice is a strawberry daiquiri. Jess, what are some what are some of your favorite like fresh fruit daiquiris to make? Because strawberry is pretty prominent, but do you have any other that you like to make?
1: I mean, I think anything where you have uh, those sort of like tropically fruits. So I'm a big fan of mango, I'm a big fan mm. of passion fruit. Um, which is something that, you know, I've grown to really enjoy. And it's interesting because, you know, that passion fruit is, is a very uh, islandy kind of thing. But it's not that you get a ton of it around here. But I don't know if you've tried the chinola, the passion fruit liqueur that comes out of the Dominican Republic. But it's amazing. They use real passion fruit in it. So it's like when it settles, it layers. And it's but it is delightful. And the cool thing about passion fruit is it's this beautiful, tropical, bright orange thing, but then it has that so much punch of acid. So you get that tart kind of thing. And we've talked about it a lot, but anytime you get more than one flavor or texture or mouth sensation from a single ingredient, you know, I'm always on board for that. And I think passion fruit is one of those sort of sweet and sour kind of things that can fit into almost anything.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I totally agree. Passion fruit is a great ingredient flavor to work with and then i can even throw it back to what we were saying about pineapple juice that's one of the things i love about working with passion fruit you can like sneak in pineapple juice and they have this they kind of offset each other like the passion fruit brings out some kind of tartness in the pineapple the pineapple um nudges up nicely to the sweetness in the passion fruit so those are some of my favorite, like tropical style drinks, where you can use a little passion fruit and you have the fresh pineapple, and then like some lime, obviously, to like balance it all out.
1: Yeah, you
0: could make a lot of dreams come true with that. You could basically mash up Hotel Nacional with the fresh pineapple, Royal Bermuda with the uh, falernum, and if you <laughs> if you add a little passion fruit, you have basically the greatest tropical drink. Ever made or Stay variation on it
1: <laughs> for a future episode? <laughs>
0: um, we're getting work done today, we're getting inspired, <laughs> and it's the morning, so we're not even drinking yet.
1: That's why I wear my tropical shirt,
0: <laughs> but yeah, strawberry daiquiri has become really prominent in, in daiquiri variations and in boat drink uh, situations, you know, beachfront bars, really because of the Miami Vice. It's one half of the Miami Vice, which has really become not like a standard, but it's become one of those drinks that a lot of people want when they know that they can potentially have it. Because what's amazing about the Miami Vice is it's a layered drink where you have half strawberry daiquiri and half pina colada. So it doesn't really get more cheesy, faux tropical (laughs) than drinking a Miami Vice. So for your strawberry daiquiri, you could use, as we said earlier, frozen fruit, you could do fresh, There's uh, strawberry liqueurs, Gaffard makes one that'll give you, you can bolster that strawberry flavor really easily. And then pina colada, I'm imagining at this place, the longboard, Jess, you're going to be making some pina coladas and listening to that song.
1: No, because now all I can ever hear when I make coconut drinks is the coconut woman song that you uh, turned me on to by Harry Belafonte. So (laughs) yeah, (laughs) the coconut woman, she's coming out. She's going to give you what you need, you know? There's lots of pineapples and lots of coconut stuff laying around where I work, so. And we're going to have a frosty freeze machine.
0: Oh, wow. The frosty freeze. So what are you going to be making with that?
1: Um, So we're starting with uh, a frozen painkiller, which we're going to talk about soon. And then I think some version of froze because uh, it definitely seems like Charleston, and especially the islands around Charleston, is is kind of number one on the the list of what people want right now. <laughs> I mean, it is. Wow. Still, people here. are still, still doing high. the froze. They do the froze, and everybody's got a different version. It was funny. I was talking to this guy the other day and he was like, Oh yeah. He goes, the only thing I loved about working at this one restaurant is like the, just the Frosé. And I was like, yeah, but they serve Frosé like right next door. And he goes, yeah, but they put vodka in theirs. <laughs> so there's a lot of people <laughs> making Frosé just with wine, but there's apparently uh a couple restaurants around town that are just like boosting that booze in the uh, thing, so they gotta keep a good eye on their refractometers to make sure there's enough sugar in there, <laughs> and then they serve rosé all day.
0: Before we get into painkiller, uh, yeah, we can just say that to make to make Miami Vice at home, you could you could either um, you could basically make your strawberry daiquiri ahead of time. Um, get that off into a container that you can keep maybe in the back of your refrigerator, then make your pina coladas. So you could do, uh, anywhere from like two ounces of pineapple juice to an ounce of pineapple juice, two to three ounces of white rum, three quarter ounce of lime juice, and maybe, what do you think Jess? An ounce to two ounces of Coca Lopez? Yeah.
1: Yeah. If you're just going
0: to the grocery store,
1: once again, it goes a far, a long way, you know, but no, throw, throw two ounces in there. Cause once you buy a can of Cocoa Lopez, unless you're having a party, I mean, you want to use it. So,
0: and there's the squeeze bottle too, which is like, yeah, that's really user friendly. Um, Mm -hmm. you can definitely get more interesting with your coconut. Um, just a little note on coconut. One of our favorites, Jess is the, uh, like Thai style coconut milk and the canned coconut, which doesn't have a lot of sugar at all, but it's got all that fat. And so you have a ton of flavor to work with. If you can find some of these, um, Thai style coconut creams, um, probably at, um, like Asian markets around
1: mm-hmm. really and easy to find. Nice you can also find it on I'll
0: Amazon, uh, but that's a great yeah. ingredient.
1: And you should really check your cool. pantry first. Cause chances are a lot of like nice grocery stores, We'll have the Thai um, in their international aisle. We'll have the Thai brands of the, oh, sure, like a Whole Foods. the coconut cream and they'll be like right next to each other. So chances are you may have accidentally bought coconut cream one day when you thought you were buying coconut milk. So check your pantry before you mm-hmm. go to the store. <laughs> I've there definitely you go. done that before. And I'm like, oh, well, it's this a good life tip. Now I can make cocktails.
0: That's a great life tip. And so all you need for the uh, for the Miami Vice is just to layer, you do about three ounces at a time. So you layer strawberry daiquiri, you layer pina colada, then another layer of strawberry daiquiri, and you go all the way up and you get this nice swirl effect. And then if you want to, um, if that's not enough drink for you, you can always float a little white or dark rum on top because <laughs> we're oh, bartenders. Yeah. But let's talk about the real pina colada, the real, the cocktail that just kind of really shoves aside the pina colada. And we're talking about the painkiller. It's hard to talk about tropical drinks that involve coconut and pineapple and not talk about the painkiller. But Jess, you have some real world painkiller experience in the Virgin Islands. So why don't you tell us about that?
1: So it originated at a place called the Soggy Dollar Bar, which is kind of legendary, um, named as such because there's no dock. It's on a tiny island um, in the British Virgin Islands called Yost Van Dyke. And it's beautiful white sand, super clear water, no dock. So when you go there, you have to anchor your boat offshore and swim or walk in through the water so your dollars get soggy. Um, but it is a beautiful little, just sort of like perfect Caribbean escape. And uh, this woman who owned it in the 70s was making these drinks. And uh, basically what I've heard is that the guy who owns Pusser's Rum kind of went there and she was, happened to be making them with Pusser's. He's was like, whoa, this is great. And she wouldn't give him the recipe. And so he somehow was able to like smuggle one through his, his uh, swim back to his boat one day. And he tried to kind of like reconstruct the recipe um, and so what he did was credit her with creating the drink, but then trademark the name, the painkiller, <laughs> so that the only way you can call it that is to use Pusser's Rum, which right. is distilled in the British Virgin Islands, which is cool. Um, yep. Or no, maybe in the U.S. Virgin Islands. It's distilled somewhere on the Virgin Islands. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a really, really popular, obviously, they serve it all over the Virgin Islands. Um but what I thought was the coolest thing and the funny thing is when you look up recipes for the painkiller, you know, the technique on all of them is just to shake all your liquid ingredients together and pour them over ice. Because part of the reason it's called a painkiller is that it's basically so strong that, you know, it kills all your pain until the next day. And then you probably have to have another one to get rid of your hangover. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they, uh, they infamously will ask you when you order a painkiller if you want one, two, three, or four shots of rum, so that goes back to the uh, the Hemingway version of ordering cocktails, where who would want four shots of rum in a drink that only has you know five ounces of other liquids? <laughs> can we
0: something? just say? Can we just talk about the fact that like with rum, it's more like this than with any other spirit. You don't you don't say this about gin. You don't really say this about tequila, even though you're thinking it as you're making tequila drinks. You're like ah. I could sneak in an extra ounce who's counting but rum it seems like you really oh I'll just throw in double the amount whatever it's just rum oh I'll just do you know it's like rum is one of these spirits that's always like maybe I'll add a little more it's yeah. interesting
1: Yeah. I guess uh, you got like all these the big float. flavors I mean you don't you don't generally have a gin float on top of your other cocktails but. <laughs> right that would be nuts
0: I'm gonna make a yeah. gimlet and do a gin float yeah
1: so. it's like what are you crazy
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, are you crazy? Well, I'm a writer and a bartender. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. yeah, so the painkillers, the ultimate boat drink, because and this uh, was where my experience came in. You, you can go out and charter boats, you know, when you're in the Virgin Islands and they take you snorkeling and they take you island hopping. But they make painkillers by the jug. And because when you mix it, the you know, the recipe calls for you to mix it without your uh, ice. So they just put them in giant jugs that look like, you know, gallon milk jugs or orange juice jugs, you know, and then just pour them over ice and zest nut, nutmeg on the top. And it's super easy to pass those out on a boat while you're hanging out on a boat day. And you just you feel everything about I mean, no matter where you are, you could be on a tiny boat on the Cumberland and you're drinking a painkiller and you feel like you're in the Caribbean. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. It is so good. So dangerous. I've seen even this is a kind of drink that people who don't even really like cocktails would be like, whoa. Yeah. So tell us a couple of reasons why it's different than a pina colada.
1: The ratios feature pineapple, first of all. So mm-hmm. the biggest thing about it is that um, I think the most common or what I think is like the most really the most balanced because everyone has a different ratio and a different recipe and like i said the one at the soggy dollar bar is still a secret Mm -hmm. um but is is essentially like two ounces of rum to start if you're just doing like a normal human cocktail Mm -hmm. with four ounces of pineapple and then just one ounce of coconut cream and then they add an ounce of orange juice which is really cool because it adds like a light sort of soft acid, not as as tart as putting lime juice in. But the orange juice has that kind of nice rounded texture and it brings the coconut and it brings the pineapple together in a way that that differentiates it a little bit from a pina colada. And
0: huge. Then the other,
1: it's huge. Yeah. And yeah. It's subtle, I love but the it's OJ. Literally just, you know, the f- four ounces of pineapple to one ounce of OJ to one ounce of coconut cream, you would think there would be more coconut in it. But like we said, that Coco Lopez is pretty potent, so it kind of shines through and it holds up on its own. Mm-hmm. But really, it's a, it's a rum and citrus drink. It's kind of like just their version of a rum punch. And then they add that little sort of like uh, tiki zest to it by putting nutmeg over the top. So zesting fresh, fresh nutmeg over the top is, is huge too.
0: Such a great aroma. It's so different than just having a little shaker of powdered nutmeg or whatever. When you grate it yourself right over the drink, such a nice touch. Yeah, That's what kind of makes this almost like... When I've made people Miami Vice, the layered version with the... Because the way we did it at Chopper was doing strawberry daiquiri and painkiller. That was how we made our Miami Vices because we didn't do frozen pineal coladas. In our frozen machine was the painkiller. Lots of it. (laughs) <laughs> and uh when people would just have a painkiller too it's kind of like oh it tastes like christmas you know it's one of those like tropical drinks that reminds you of christmas and that's really like the nutmeg and kind of that like sweet um luscious flavor to it um great for any season well this was great Jess um all the summertime daiquiri variations turn them into boat drinks it's easy it's fun there's so much you can do messing around with the blender and the crushed ice. And it's that time of year where, you know, you're not like sick of summer, but you're kind of like, how much longer is this again? Like that's what my, my daughter, which who, she would never say this was like, when dad when's winter again, I miss winter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's cause
1: she got a little of that Colorado blood in her, you know?
0: Yeah. I'm like, well, come winter, you're going to be wanting to go to the pool. Trust me. So
1: that's how it always goes.
0: Well, I'm stoked to hear about your new gig, and uh, I can't wait to visit.
1: I can't wait for you to sit at this bar with the surfboard hanging over the top and my tropical shirt, and let me make you some boat drinks.
0: Oh, my God. That just sounds incredible. You can find Jess at the Longboard, Sullivan's Island, opening soon. Really going to be a a kind of a next-level boat drink beachside bar experience, which it really should be because so many of those places, now, they're beloved. There's some... There's some cool stuff like old Florida, some of these bars. They've got, you know, frozen drink machines full of pina colada and stuff like that. But let's be honest. A lot of those are let down. A lot of times you're like, oh yeah, I guess I can get a pina colada and a big gulp, but you know, big gulp <laughs> cup. But like, uh, it's kind of yeah. like it leaves you wanting more. Absolutely. So I feel like we're kind of going into this era where there's all these experienced, highly capable bartenders and, uh, people who really know what they're doing. It's pretty easy to pivot to a lot of these drinks when you know the ingredients and when you got a lot of tricks up your sleeve, like you got bergamot liqueur, you can sneak in there. You've got a little kumquat liqueur. I mean, you can really, you can really spin the daiquiri a million different ways. So yeah. Well, lots more to come on the Summer of Shots. This was our Summer of Shots spectacular boat drinks and daiquiri variations. And uh, Jess, we'll be talking to you soon.
1: Thank you so much, Mike. It's always, always, always good to talk to you. And it's such a pleasure to get to be a part of this.
0: Thanks so much for tuning in today. Always love talking boat drinks and anything in a blender. So get your blenders whirling this weekend and enjoy some tropical flavors and daiquiri variations. And if you're around, catch me at Honey Tree Metery tomorrow. That is Saturday, August 7th at 4 p.m. I'll have signed books, Garden to Glass, and the new book, Bar and Teen, Recipes, Tips, and Stories to Enjoy at Home. Hey, it's a pandemic bar book. Who would have thought that I would be doing that? But uh, somehow, I did. And it's out there in the world. You can pick it up at Parnassus Bookshop East here in East Nashville. All over online, turnerpublishing.com. Parnassus has a great uh, web portal you can order. Folks in Colorado can order through Tattered Cover. There's so many different options now to buy great independent books. So thanks for the support. We will be back with more Summer of Shots and more content. Some really special interviews coming up. My name's Mike Wolf, and we'll see you next time right here on Liquid Gold.
1: Awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: That's my boat boat drink jingle